this is what the open heart does for you. Because when we truly forgive and we allow our hearts to be opened, an open heart is unstoppable because it allows you to love in that pure divine love that has no opposite. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Being Inspired Radio Show. My name is Amanda Johnson, and I am the host, and I have the honor of sharing this time and space with each of you and sharing this time and space with these incredible guests that I have the privilege of inviting on or being invited on to this show to engage in what I know are always inspiring conversations, conversations that are here to uplift, that are here to inspire, that are here to encourage, that are here to point all of us back to the truth of who we really are. And what's so great is I get to have conversations with some of the coolest, neatest, most inspiring people out there who are doing their work, who are shining their light, who are living from a place of love and truth and truly embodying who they are at the deepest level. And today is certainly no different. I am so excited to introduce you to our guest, Cheryl Piper. And Cheryl is an integrative wellness coach, heart math instructor, and transformational speaker. Cheryl has a metaphysical practitioner's diploma as well as a master's degree in metaphysical science. And her thesis was titled The Power of Perception. And I just think that alone is so awesome. We'll see if we get around to talking much about that today. But her inspirational workshops and coaching are for those searching for a better relationship in business, in their personal life, or with themselves. So, with that, I introduce to you all my guest, Cheryl. Thank you for joining me and welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Amanda, for inviting me to the show. I'm very excited to talk with your audience and that family that's out there. Absolutely. We're all connected and we all find our little tribes or our own groups. And it's fun to know that we're not alone on this journey and that there are others who are going through what we're going through and who are um, leading the way or following along or guiding our paths. And that again, we're all in step and we're all doing it together. So absolutely a family is a great word for it. So as we get started, I love to, what I love about these um, episodes, and I'm now into like, we're, I, I've done over um, I think 70 episodes so far, which is so fun to me. And to realize that every single episode, every single conversation is different. And even though we're all out there and we're all sharing our truths, what's so wonderful about the work that you do, the work that I have the pleasure of doing, and the work that so many of us are out there doing is that we all have our own personal way of expressing it in the world. We have our own way of sharing these same truths or ideas or concepts. And what I think is so cool about that is what I like to start each episode with a passage or a quote from a book, a text that has inspired my own journey, and one that sounds like it has even been an inspiration on yours. And it's so cool because 
We might read the same texts or the same truths, and yet each of my guests and each of us have our own take on it and our own experience and then our own unique way of expressing it in the world. And so we're going to start off um, because ultimately what you stand for, Cheryl, uh, from what I understand, at least in this moment in time, is unleashing the power of the heart. And I'm so excited to explore that concept with you. I know it will be filled with insight and uh, juicy inspiration for our listeners. And when I was reading that, along with some of the other content that you have shared, I was immediately drawn to the four agreements. And um, this is a book I reference a bit, actually, on this show. I don't... Um, typically double up on quotes but I, or passages, but I definitely know I've referenced this text before. It proved to be very instrumental on my journey, and I highly recommend to anyone listening, if you have not yet read The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, it is highly recommended. And the passage that I chose to read today is all around forgiveness, because I think this is key to what you stand for in the world and why you do what you do. So I'm going to read this passage and I'm going to ask everyone listening, including yourself, Cheryl, to really pay it, you know, tune in, be present to these words that Don Miguel Ruiz has written, has, has experienced in his own life. And we're going to use that as a bit of a launch pad for our own conversation today. So in the four agreements, Don Miguel Ruiz says this. Forgiveness is the only way to heal. We can choose to forgive because we feel compassion for ourselves. We can let go of the resentment and declare that's enough. I will no longer be the big judge that goes against myself. I will no longer beat myself up and abuse myself. I will no longer be the victim. Cheryl... As you hear those words from this text that you are, I believe, quite familiar with, what does that bring up for you? Well, thank you so much, Amanda. And what a perfect book to choose to kind of launch our conversation today. I love The Four Agreements. It is an amazing book. And as you stated earlier, if anyone has not read The Four Agreements, please do. I, I not only have the book, I have it on Audible. I listen to it. Um, it speaks to me um, in different ways as I'm moving through my journey. And so when we're looking at forgiveness, forgiveness is, as Don Miguel Ruiz states in here and what you were reading, um, it, this is about us loving ourselves. This is our way to move into what I talk about with unleashing the power of the heart, because an open heart is unstoppable. But there are so many things that can cause the heart to be closed down. The heart can be closed down from fear. It can be closed down from grief. It could be closed down from heartbreak. It could be closed down from anger. And all of these things, as we look deeper into the cause, it is a forgiveness. It is us being able to look at whatever that situation was and allow it to 
process through release from us and and for us to love ourselves and forgiveness so many times people will look at the word because i talk about forgiveness a lot and if you look at my website or any of my live uh, live streaming videos you'll see that this is a big subject for me because this is the key to moving into that space of peace moving into that space of love, into that space of opening the heart and having that beautiful heart energy radiate out to the world and letting go of all of those issues of the past. And I mean, I could go on and on here, so maybe I should take a little break <laughs> because I could kind of talk forever. But yeah. um, I, well, and, and we, I want you to, and I will go ahead and, and thank you for what you just shared. And then I would love to um, ask a question to further understand, because you said some, well, you said many wonderful things. And I, and one thing really stood out to me because I do believe, you know, we are all here, as I said before, to share our own version or expression of some truth or wisdom or insights. In, and we each have our own journey that gets us there and leads us there and and manifests in the way it does so that we can do that and you said you go forgiveness is so important to me I talk about it all the time right it's such a and I felt that when I was in your space you know online and can you tell us a little more about why has forgiveness been the thing for you and why is it such an important part of your work and your journey Thank you. That's a beautiful question, Amanda. And I would love to share that story. And um, looking back on my journey, I've, I've known that forgiveness is an important part of it. Um, I was really thrown into the thick of that. You know, it's one thing to know something intellectually and to know it in your mind. It's another to actually be in the process and putting that application to use. And that happened to me 10 years ago. I'm coming up on a, on that anniversary, actually uh, 10 years next month of where my life was thrown into turmoil. And I moved into a space of true forgiveness because I went through a divorce. I had the rug pulled right out from under me. Um, I lost my best friend. I, I lost my marriage. Our, our son was 16 at the time. And um, I kind of did a little bit of a head in the sand, thinking I'm just not really going to deal with this. And I'm doing really great in my job, and I'm winning awards. And and mind you, this is, um, you know, this was the beginning of 2009, that, you know, end of 2008, beginning of 2009, when this all happened. And, you know, the economy was not in a really good space, but I thought to myself, you know, everything's going great with my job. I'm going to focus there because I'm, you know, having a lot of success. Well, I no more than had that thought. And I was called into the HR director's office and downsized. And I'm standing there thinking, okay, in the, in the, in the last few months, I have lost my marriage, my best friend, and now I've lost my source of income. And uh, I, I really feel that all of this was done for me to actually be in a space of you will deal with this and you will 
move through this because these are huge forgiveness lessons. And I looked at my son who was very angry with his dad at the time. And I, I, I knew that I had to show him how to do it because if I didn't show him how to forgive and move past this and to understand that in life that you, you don't always get exactly what you want but you can move through situations with dignity and grace and forgive. I knew I had to do that or this was going to affect the rest of his life and how he was going to be a husband, how he was going to be a father, how he was going to choose a mate, how he was going to become the person he was going to become. And so, yes, this is one of the reasons that forgiveness is important in my message because I understand in moving through and doing a full true forgiveness on all of that situation, it has brought me into a space of peace and joy and love and has put our family in a good space. I'm very good friends with my ex-husband. We, you know, we're, we're good friends again, and which is a great situation for our son. Thank you for sharing that and bringing us into your story. And I think, isn't it as you were sharing it, and then you went ahead and said what I was thinking, isn't it incredible how things happen for us, even when it can feel like not just one thing, not just two things, but maybe three or four. And sometimes it can take something really significant, something that might feel I mean, that is traumatic, that might feel very destabilizing and that rug being pulled out from under us to wake up to what it is we are here for or what it is that we are here to learn, to experience, to evolve forward, to then make it better for someone else, in this case, perhaps your son or others. And I just thought that was so powerful as you shared that and for all of us to remember that as we may be going through things in our life, we think, really? Really? <laughs> another another thing, right? But that could be, and I, I actually would say in my own life, in my experience, I would say it is always for us. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. And that is a statement that uh, I, I use a lot as well. In fact, I did a whole show on that uh, a few weeks ago, you know, is is uh, is something happening to us or is it happening for us? And it was based all around lessons learned and us being able to move into the space of understanding that we do have a choice. And when we can when we can step into that thought process and know that we have a choice of how we're going to move through something. Things are not happening to us. They're happening for us. And they're happening to wake us up and to show us that we can have something to share with others. Because as I went through my process, and, and when I came through the end of that dark tunnel, because it was a dark tunnel I walked through, I had faith that there was light at the end of it because I really couldn't see it. And when I came through that, I knew that this couldn't just be about me. This was about me being able to help other people 
that are in this situation and just feel stuck, feel trapped, feel like they just don't know how to move forward. That is so powerful, so powerful. And what a gift and available to all of us, which is something I heard you say, right? It's really our choice of how we see what is happening for us so that we can see it is beyond just me and my life and what I'm going through. And what a gift. Now, Cheryl, you were talking about how forgiveness is the key to then opening this, our heart, right? Because our heart is getting closed off from all of these things, from the anger, from the hurt, from the fear, um, all of these things. I mean, your heart could, in many people's opinions, I'm sure, still be closed off to your ex-husband, right? Oh, you know, blaming him and, and being angry and holding onto that resentment and all that bitterness. And yet you chose differently. So there's a, again, I kind of bundle questions because there's so much I want to know and I don't know where to go first. So I'm going to ask kind of two questions at the same time and, and feel free to answer how you will. But the, what I'm really wanting to know is perhaps a little more about your forgiveness journey. If there's something more you'd like to share there in terms of what did that look like or how do you work? You know, basically I'm assuming what you went through is also what you offered to others. Right. Um, and then also as you practice that forgiveness and as you are opening your heart, what does that open heart now look like? Right. How does, how does your life look and feel differently when you live from an open heart because you have chosen to forgive? than before when it was closed. Okay, that is a that's a that's a lot and I really want to respond to every part of that question because there I have thoughts in all of those areas. First of all, when I was stepping through this, um and and this is one thing that I really do uh recommend to others when they are moving through this process is um I have found the quickest way to shift um, my energy is with gratitude. When I can look at what I have and feel grateful, when I can look at the people in my life and feel grateful, when I can look at the opportunities in my life and feel grateful, when I can look at the ability to have a choice to choose, that's something to feel grateful for as well. It's, it's finding things to feel grateful for. And that is what helped me to start moving in this journey and to understand, once again, I said, my son, and I have always said this, he is my greatest teacher. I have said that from the time he was born because children will really show you what you're made of and they bring your soul up to the surface and they are such wonderful teachers. And there he was again in this situation as we're moving through this journey and he with how he was processing this it allowed me to be the teacher who he was teaching me and I was teaching him at the same time and we were walking through this journey and it took him a little longer than it took me to actually get to the space of forgiveness but I will never forget that moment when he called me and he said, mom, I'm ready to forgive him. And I said, oh, honey, that's wonderful. You know, I am so excited for you. And then I heard from my ex-husband right after that phone call, he, he called me and he said, I have my son back. 
I have my son back and he was so happy. And I, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little choked up just talking about it right now because it was a beautiful moment. It was for being a divorced couple and, and a, a divorced family. I can't imagine there being a more precious moment really than all of us coming together in that way of love and just pure love. All of it was pure love. And this is the difference as I segue into this open heart. This is what the open heart does for you. Because when we truly forgive and we allow our hearts to be opened, this is kind of back to the statement that I made at the beginning. An open heart is unstoppable because it allows you to love in that pure, uh, that pure divine love that has no opposite. You know, before I was in that, um, I guess I want to call it the 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 earth love, the three dimensional love, the 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 polarity love, where it's a love hate, it's a one or the other. This love of an open heart has no opposite. It's just simply love. Beautiful. It is. There is no opposite to true love. Love, like capital L, love. Who we truly are. What we are made of what everything is infused with it is there is no opposite and so long as any of us are still feeling that we we haven't yet revealed or tapped in to that deeper love and so it's just uh, it's it's inspiration to keep going to keep going until you get to that state of oh, there is no opposite to this thank you so much and it's also unwinding the ego kind of the other part of that question. Um, you know, our ego just loves to, to have problems. It will create problems, problem after problem for us and keep us, I call it stirring around in the muck because it is. it will keep us in that lower level energy of fear, of anger, of disappointment, of shame of whatever those lower level energies are, it will keep us stirring around in there and always find problems for us. And it's that unwinding of that ego and coming to that, I call it the bridge. Courage is the bridge that crosses between that lower level energy and the higher level energy of acceptance and willingness and joy and love. When we can step into courage, we can step across that bridge. And so that is also the area that I encourage people on is to find that courage within yourself to step into that space because that's a different level energy and it will help to move you into that positive space and help to unwind that ego because there's two paths that we can choose to walk down when we're going through these tough situations in life and we all have them this is part of the journey it's part of the learning lesson i mean if we didn't have contrast and we didn't have things that we didn't want how in the world would we ever know what we do want when it comes in front of us and so in looking at, I remember the moment that I was standing at that crossroads 
and I'm looking at those two paths and I'm thinking, okay, if I walk down this path, you know, this is a harder road, but I can see that this is going to lead me to where I want to go. But if I choose this other path, oh, it's easier. And, you know, I can just, you know, blame him and I can blame the world and I can, and and it's going to create a space of victimhood. And I feel grateful that I had done my work enough before this happened that I could see that. And I chose the path of forgiveness instead of choosing the path that was a little easier. And what's so fascinating, thank you for all of that, is that we we see this option presented to us and it does feel like the easier option is to be angry and to go into victimhood and to hold on to that resentment because that is where we have spent most of our lives and how we've been programmed or conditioned or trained or what have you. And this other path, which I love, you talk about courage, because it is a courageous act to shift, to do something differently than you did before, because you don't know how it's going to turn out. You don't know what it's going to feel like. You don't maybe even know how to do it, which is why we always do the other. We do the thing that's quote unquote, easy, quote unquote, comfortable, because it's what we're accustomed to. And so it does take courage to do the other. And yet, when we think of being in victimhood, being in resentment, holding on to blame and fear and anger, it isn't comfortable. And it isn't usually easy. I mean, it actually is very hard. And it's very uncomfortable. So I think that also takes a bit of a mind shift or a perception shift that we think, well, it's just easier if I blame him and I, you know, stay angry. Well, sure, it feels that way because it's the only way you may know. But actually, when you choose the other way through courage and willingness, then I would, I'm curious, of course, your own thoughts on this, but my experience is this other path is way easier. Oh my gosh, it feels night and day. There aren't the, I mean, the other path is like covered in weeds and roots and briars and you, you keep getting scratched. And then this other path, while unknown, is clear. It's open. It's wide and expansive. Would you agree? And is there more you'd like to share around that? Because that's the open-hearted path, right? So Absolutely. what does that path look like to you? Well, and, and, and yes, that's a, that's a beautiful thought. And thank you so much for sharing that because it is when we take the road of victimhood, it is a harder road. It doesn't look like a harder road in the beginning because as you said, it feels easier. It feels, um, it's something known. Whereas when we step into the unknown, of course, it's uncomfortable. Anytime that we do something different, it's going to be uncomfortable. And we have to be willing to be uncomfortable to move in a new direction. And so a few things popped into my mind when you were speaking. And one of those is I'll share a a little tip with everyone that I tell my closest friends, because it's not that we don't ever, you know, have bad things happen or, or go down into that lower level energy. It's how quickly 
do we bring ourselves back up? Because things happen all the time. This is our journey, you know, and we're learning lessons as we move through. But one thing that I tell my closest friends, I say, when something bad happens to me, or something that I I really am getting emotional about or upset, I say, you can listen to me complain about this three times. And that's it. You have to love me enough to say, no, I'm not going to give your wounds that kind of power. And I have had situations where my friends have said that to me. And I've been so grateful because sometimes when we're in the thick of things, we can't see how many times that we have actually told the story. And I believe that fresh wounds need consoling. And so therefore, that's why I say, you can listen to me talk about this three times, and then you have to love me enough to remind me that we need to move forward and we need to let this go. And that's very powerful because to have that kind of a relationship with people that can be that honest with you, I think is so important in our lives. That is such an incredible tip, insight, and way of being, and what a gift both to you and those dear friends of yours that get to share in this with you and, of course, then participate. And I immediately took that mental note and I said, I, ha- I am also lucky to have some people in my life that I can do this with. And it's going to be such a gift to all of us to implement. So thank you for sharing. And um, also, when we're looking at um, victimhood, uh, It is, I'm going to jump into a little bit of neuroscience now because I do talk a lot about that with being a conversational coach and a heart math coach. So looking at, you know, when we think from past memories, we're really creating our future from past experiences. And so we need, when we step into that new path, we're actually creating new neuropathways in our brain, new ways of thinking. And that takes a little bit of time and it does take some practice. But when we look at average, on average, we have 60,000 to 70,000 thoughts per day. And 90% of those thoughts are exactly the same as the the day before. They're the exact same thoughts as the day before. And so therefore, If we continue to create our future from past experiences, and those are negative experiences that we haven't let go of, that we haven't moved through the forgiveness lessons of, then we are creating a future that is not going to be in a a space of love. It's not going to be in a space of joy, of willingness of courage. It's going to be a future that surrounds fear, grief, heartbreak, talking in anger. That's what we are creating because this is how our brains work. Our brains believe what we tell it the most. That's what our brain believes. And so what is that recording? What is that voice that is being said most? What are you saying most to yourself? Those things are so important. Yes. And that was such an incredible way. And I think such a useful and helpful way of of understanding why that is and how that looks. So that is amazing. And I love when we can bring the 
scientific understanding right alongside the more spiritual experience. And as I'm learning, they are not separate. And yet we like to look at them separately because that's how we think, you know, and yet they're the same. It's just using different language uh, to, to express it. So, but that's helpful for many of us is to bring those together to see it that way. Absolutely. And it is, it is, um, I do a whole course on, it's called the art and science of communication through conversation. And it's really about this. It's because I'm trying to off the top of my head, there was a study I, I read a few months ago, and I think it was Stanford University, and it was talking about how nine out of 10 conversations miss the mark. We're not communicating. And so therefore, when we look at all of this open heart and forgiveness space and looking at the neuroscience, you know, we when we are in a state of fear and, you know, if someone comes if we're having a conversation with someone, or if we are in a situation like I was in when I was moving through that divorce, we're in a state of fear and panic. We go into what's called an amygdala hijack. And that is, again, bringing, I love to bring the science into things. Because when this this amygdala is part of our primitive brain, and what its job is, is to scan for threats. And so therefore, when we feel that we are threatened in some way, what it does is it takes over and and causes what's called an amygdala hijack. And that actually breaks the connection to the prefrontal cortex of the brain, which is what was called the executive brain, where we have creative thought, inspired thought, our imagination, where we can connect with people. And so therefore, if people are walking around in a state of fear and anger, and they're in this state of an amygdala hijack a lot of the times, it is hard for them to be able to connect and communicate because that area doesn't have the complete flow. When we step into trust, it opens that area up. I just wanted to share that. I am so glad you did. A, because, well, selfishly, I'm still learning more about the the language of the science behind it. So I'm always thrilled to get more of that information for myself. And I believe it to be so beneficial for everyone listening that there is this, there is a reason we, these things are happening. You know, I think sometimes, and that doesn't make us the victim, right? It just means that our bodies and our physical being has evolved and is created in such a way that these things are happening, which is really an opportunity for us. It is an opportunity for us to unlearn, to learn new, to shift, to acknowledge what is happening and not fall victim to it, to be in a state of observation and willingness and acceptance. So it's such an an opportunity and the information and the awareness can support us on that journey. So thank you for sharing that. And that's absolutely true. I couldn't have said that better, Amanda, because that is it. It's when we have that information and then we can say, oh, wait a minute. I remember hearing someone talk about this amygdala hijack thing. Maybe this is what's going on with me right now. And then stepping back, as you said, and being the observer. And when you do that, you put a little space between you and the situation, and then you're able to view it 
in a different way and move yourself through that process and letting go of the fear and opening those connections back up. I believe all of it, once again, is happening for us and it's moving us into these lessons learned to be able to help others along our journey. Amen. Well, now I love to close each of these inspiring conversations, which again, I had truth bumps all over my body for the majority of our time together, which is always such a cool feeling for me. I like to end with these questions that I ask each of my guests to get to know you a bit better and and what's inspiring for you or how you have been inspired on your journey. So my first question is, who is a source of inspiration for you and why? Well, I have to say, um, Dr. Wayne Dyer, absolutely. Um, You know, he was probably the first person that I listened to that brought me into this path of discovery. And there have been many since then. But I have to say that he was the first. And I appreciate all of his work and, and everything that he did while he was here. He's been a, an instrumental teacher on my path as well. My second question is, what place or activity is inspiring you right now? Wow. <laughs> I, I get inspired by so much. Um, I, I love to study um, ancient philosophy. I love to study ancient civilizations. So um, as far as the pl- places, I, that is very uh, exciting to me, studying ancient Egypt, ancient Greece, I watch Gaia.com a lot. And so I, that is probably a space where I fall um, into that's, that's kind of my, not necessarily just entertainment, but I learn so much. And I just love to grow. You know, when people say, what's your hobby? I'm kind of like, um, I really like to learn. I think that's great. And I haven't heard that answer. I always love, you know, there, there are some where I'll hear, I like to be in nature, which is fine. That's great too. There's nothing wrong with that. I also love when I hear these other uh, answers that to me are, well, I hadn't heard that one or I hadn't thought about that. I, I really love that ancient civilizations light you up because I can't say they do that for me. And yet how cool that that can be a source of inspiration for you. I just think that's very very interesting and and Gaia.com or Gaia as well. I, I love that response and certainly might be a little nugget for someone else listening uh, to go check that out for themselves. So I love that. My third question, and I feel like once again, I I attract a lot of readers to my show. Uh, I am an avid reader. It was one of the main ways that I really have been connected to wisdom and truth in my life. And so I'll be curious if uh, that is true for you as well. But my question is, what is a book that you have read on your journey that really stands out maybe among the, among the rest as a source of inspiration for you? I would have to say definitely number one would be A Course in Miracles. I have been a student and a teacher of A Course in Miracles for probably 10 years. And there's always something to learn as we move in. Uh, our awareness and in our journey, we're always going to see things in a different way. And the Course in Miracles can speak to us all the way through that journey, I'm finding. 
Um, I, I just started to read uh, The Way of Mastery. And I do love Dr. Joe Dispenza. I love his books. Um, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, that's a good one. Those are awesome recommendations. I, As we were talking, I very much, right in the beginning, I thought, I have a feeling Cheryl has studied A Course in Miracles. And you have. You're very well studied, it sounds like. And continuing to be a student and teacher of that, and that's really phenomenal. It's so fascinating to me how each of us are touched by or guided to various teachers, mentors, authors, writers, texts. So um, it's just lovely for me to hear who each of my guests is drawn to. Cheryl, this time together has been so phenomenal. And I want to say before we, we close out that anyone who has been inspired by something that Cheryl and I have said or something that Cheryl said. And certainly maybe you are listening and there's a resonance. There is perhaps a shared experience. Maybe you're going through something in your life that could really benefit from having Cheryl's insight and perspective and some of her teaching and and support that she offers. Please find her, get in touch with her, connect with her. You can find her online at CherylPiper.com. I will include links wherever this episode is posted so you can easily find her or find her online. She is uh, on Facebook and Instagram, and I know she does lots of Facebook lives. So on Facebook, she's at Cheryl Piper Sends Love, which I think is a wonderful handle for that. So go out and find her, connect with her if you feel the inspiration to do so. Cheryl, thank you so much for being here with us. This has been a true divine pleasure for me. There was a lot of resonance just between us, I feel. So thank you for this time. Thank you so much, Amanda. I appreciate it and have a wonderful day to you and to everyone out there listening. Sending much love. Absolutely. And with that, I will add many, many blessings. And until next time, take care, everyone.